You are now in queue to join Game from the Gamers, a podcast where good friends gaming on PS4 talk about life, movies, relationships, other random shit, and, well, obviously, video games. Starring Chad, Garcia, Trey, Xavier, and Corey. Let us put you on game. Game from the Gamers is brought to you by Exquisite Podcast Radio Network. Shout out to Exquisite. Who got music playing, man? That's Battlefield. Come on, man. Yeah. Let me get let me yeah. get this episode started. Hold on. Go ahead, man. Let me get it. Can I get it? Go ahead, dog. Shit. I turn the volume down. Welcome to episode 14. Hold on, hold on, man. Time out, time out. Let me cut you off. Let me cut you off real quick. Why do you always get to do the cool shit? How come we can't do it with you? Kick off the show, Chad. Kick off the fucking show, then. Go ahead. No, I'm talking about like together, like you do it, and then we join in at the end. That's what I'm saying. No, go ahead. You you do that? No, go you kick it. Why don't you kick it? Go ahead. Man, I don't why I got to kick it. I don't want to kick it. Kick the episode, man. Go ahead. Uh man, thanks for coming out. This is another episode of Game from the Gamers Podcast. Starring my boys Xavier, Corey, and of course yours truly, Chad. To the hype meadows. Let's get it. That shit was butt. You didn't even say what episode <laughs> it was. It's episode 14. I don't know which one it is. Is it 14? 14. <laughs> one more All time right, man, from the 14. top. Do Let's it from the it. top. More energy well, from wanna... the top. Oh, man. Thanks for coming out. Uh, <laughs> this sorry. dude. This dude. Episode 14. <laughs> do it. Episode 14. Y'all ready? Here we go. Yeah, go ahead. Welcome to another episode of another edition of the Game from the Gamers podcast. Episode 14. How's everybody doing, man? Good, man. Really good. That's good. That's good. Doing pretty good. I just got, I actually just got back from Ohio, man. Just up in y'all neck of the woods. Nice. How was it? What was you doing? I had to go to my homie Vic's wedding. You know, it was very beautiful to see him and embark on that new chapter in life. Had to hang his jersey up in the Raptors. It's over, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's a wrap. It's a grilled chicken wrap. He done, man. Well, yeah, he walked down that dark tunnel and the doors yeah, closed behind him. Padlock. Friday night lights is off. That's it. That's not a positive way to look at that. No, it was beautiful, though. You know, jokes aside, you know, she was a beautiful bride. You know, definitely happy for my guy. So, what's up? But, you know, I'm good to be back on the podcast with my guys. You know, I definitely did a lot of research on these topics. So, I, I definitely want to talk about them, man. Pretty, pretty <coughs> excited about, like, our next probably like four episodes you know we got a lot of topics to get through some good content so i definitely want to say hold on shout out to x for these topics i don't know if y'all know it but he's in full control of this and i just want to give a big up since i've been you know seeing the whole behind the scenes thing big up to you for choosing this one i like this one a lot thank you sir thank you you got it so let's let's um and before we get into it um man shout out to liquor um, I'm definitely on one tonight. <laughs> shout out to them. Um, and still shout out to Metamucil for getting my stomach right. Um, 
Tripwire, we still need a sponsorship. Y'all ain't shit until y'all is the shit and come through with the sponsorship. Um, and I think that's it. I think that's really all okay. I got. Did anybody else have any shout outs? I'ma say shout out. I'ma say shout out to Church on the Drums, my hypersensitive ass nigga Malcolm <laughs> and Burn. <laughs> Whenever y'all want to collab, you know, we can talk about music, some good old societal issues, but shout out to them. They're on the real. They're doing their thing. I think we just hit their hundredth episode. So oh, to our listeners, dope. we're definitely going to collab at some point. That, that's definitely in the works. You know, me and Corey keep y'all posted. So just shout out to them. And where can you find their stuff at? Are they, are they everywhere like we are? Yes, sir. You can check them out on iTunes, Google Play, as well as SoundCloud. And that's the Church on the Drum podcast. Dope. The last episode, there. man, Dope. was about exes. They brought all their exes on the podcast. Very interesting. I'm gonna send you that link. You're gonna laugh. What? Gonna laugh. Oh yes. That's I don't think wild. I could have did that one. Don't think I could have did that one. Whoa. They were asking questions like, "What did you do wrong in the relationship? Why did the relationship end?" Very, wow. very, what? very. Uh, yeah, bro. Very, very tense episode. That's crazy. Like, who they volunteer for that? Like they set that up. Yeah. Yes. Like, how did how you even? Oh, wow. That's wild. I would love to hear that. I'm gonna see y'all the links. Okay. Okay. Well, that's definitely dope. That's definitely dope. I think we got somebody joining us right now. Trey, you there? Yeah, right, still baby. Up as well. oh, there he is. <laughs> that wouldn't be right. <laughs> oh, we I just did that. <laughs> Was that him? Yo, that was X, man. Stop playing. X. X. You really did that? Yeah, man. <laughs> Who this nigga Chad? I oh. said, yo, what's up, man? He had me fooled. Oh, snaps. That nigga is X, you great. ain't shit. Well, look. Oh. Until he gets on mic here, uh, we're going to keep him moving. You there? I heard some mic movement. You there we go. <laughs> Get it right. Get it right. Get it tight. <laughs> there it is, man. How you doing, Trey? Doing all right. How are y'all? Good, man. Good. We was uh, just doing some introductions. Chad tried to do the introduction of the show and failed, yeah. but it's all yeah, good. It In the words of you, Trey, right. we are live. We are doing the show currently, and we are going to get into some Battlefield 1. Um, right now, um, before we kick off the topics... Real quick, let's get into a match. And I just want to say, those of you who are playing Battlefield, uh, let us know in the comments and let us know if you're getting that bug to where you're trying to join off of each other and it doesn't work because we've been having that issue. So before we get into our first topic, let's at least all try to get into the same server and then let's kick the first topic. Everybody good? Yeah, it's loading. I'm on the way. Okay. I'm on the way. We are about to go back live here in a couple seconds. Sing it, sing it. Let them know. Okay, Muddy Waters. Hit it. Yeah, Muddy Waters. Why you say that shit like that, X? Hey, Cadillac Records is a great fucking movie. Also, shows how the industry be, be fucking niggas. But a great movie. Mm. I don't want to see a movie about fucking niggas, man. Shit. 
You never seen Cadillac Records though, man? It's really good. <laughs> this nigga. It's a really good movie. Man, let me know and like y'all fucking wide, ready. <laughs> Let's go, bro. <laughs> God damn it. Y'all talking about fucking an ass. Come on, <laughs> sir. Let's do this <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Let's do it. All right. Let's do it. All right, we back. Um, looks like we got all technical difficulties figured out. Um, Xavier, hit us with the first topic, man. Well, since we're playing Battlefield 1, our first topic is going to be first-person shooters. So, you know, think about all the things that we love about this game, shit, all the things we fucking hate about this game. And I'm pretty sure Corey is going to tell us all the shit he hates about Call of Duty, but we'll get to that later. Uh-huh, um, uh-huh. Also, too, I mean, what, what you guys want to improve in first-person shooters? You know, what do you guys think is next for this particular genre of games? And then last, what are your favorite first-person shooters? Wow. Wow. Okay. So where do we start here? Where do we start? Um, which topic in particular would you like to tackle first? I know that's a huge load there. Um, pause. In terms of um, first person shooters, where would you like to begin? I think we should start on what we love and what we hate. Okay. And then move on to what we what do we think should be improved? You know, and what do we think is the next big thing? And then we'll just save our favorites for last. Okay. What we like and what we hate. Let me start with the like and the hate. Because um, I know some things already that I don't like that I'm, I'm just going to go right into it. In terms of things that I don't like, and I hate to start on a negative note, but these things just stuck out to me. Um, there's always, it seems to be, some type of unfair advantage um, weapon-wise within first-person shooters that some group of people always seem to figure out. And one of the battlefields, it was that one of the pistols, like, um, or if you switch between your main weapon and your side pistol, there was, like, no lag in one of the battlefields, so people used to use that to get over on people. And so, like, these little, like, I wouldn't call them glitches necessarily, but just game mechanics that people would exploit and use them to the best of their advantage without everyone knowing them. And so without doing an immense amount of research, the average player is not going to understand these little game mechanics, these little mini flaws that could make you a better player. Nor do I think these games should have these mini flaws in the first place. So my biggest qualm with these shooters are there's always some type of small disadvantage that the ordinary player is put at. that It takes a while for, for us to figure out, and it, it bothers me. Just because I want to be able to game and enjoy myself. And when you are getting murked constantly, it makes it hard to do that. So that's that's something that I don't like in terms of things that I love. um, I love the battlefield style of first person shooter. Uh, Very realistic. I wouldn't say very realistic, but very, uh, very strategic based first shooter. First person shooters. I don't like the run around and blast in a small area map. I don't I don't like that style of shooter. I like the large maps, the strategic let's get some forces going this way style of gameplay. Uh, that's just me. I just wanted to kick it off. Chad, what are your thoughts? Um, in most first-person shooters, there's always an overpowered weapon. And for Battlefield 3, it was the Dow. Um, I'm trying to think of some other guns here that had attachments that were like absolutely ridiculous 
um, Titanfall. It was like the uh, I can't remember what it's called. I think it's the um, special pistol is what they call it. Like it automatically locks on the targets. I could be saying that wrong, but you don't even have to aim with it. You just shoot and it automatically kills whatever target. So I don't like that, that a, a lot of the games have a weapon that's just overpowered and then they have to go back through and patch it and then figure out how to nerf it so everybody's like equal. But it's always somebody that exploits the whole thing. So that's pretty much my qualm with it. On top of that, I don't like um, console gaming controls. Like I've learned to play like thus far, like these last couple of years, because I haven't had access to a PC, but just the whole thumb things that makes um, a lot of the reaction time slower as as opposed to PC because PC can adjust your sensitivity. You can on here too, but it's just so much more precise on um, PC. It's really, really, really dope. You can set your crosshairs to different things. Um, you can also set up macros to you know, bring out different weapons like in Counter-Strike and different things like that. So I don't, I don't really have too much negative going, but it's uh, everybody's really fucking skilled at these games, so I wish they, they would break it down into, like, subcategories. Like, if you're a certain skill that you can't play with certain guys that have been prestiged or have been, like, a super giant level over everybody else, that's kind of annoying in itself. But everybody's just really fucking good at these games. It's, like, freakishly good. And it gets ridiculous sometimes, but... I mean, other than that, I'm... I'm I'm pretty uh I'm pretty good with the uh the whole idea of it and um yeah that's that's pretty much it. I don't think anything else. I don't like Twitch shooters. Like Twitch shooters like uh, uh what is it? Uh Titanfall and Titanfall 2 and Call of Duty. I don't like those because like you have to be like a teenager on pretty much cocaine to really play those games. I don't really <laughs> like that shit. So, but yeah, everything else is is pretty much good. I've started out on them. I I don't have a problem with them unless they're really twitchy. I don't like that, like Quake and shit like that. I can't play that. Okay, what about you, Trey? Uh, I'd probably agree with you. I really do like how the feel of Battlefield is. It's a lot more strategic based instead of running and gunning, which is which can be cool at times. But if you like actually get the hang of that, if your reflexes are are that you know that absurd, and you can just most of that's not even really about reflexes either. It's about knowing how the game works because it has the same algorithm that runs time after time. Like you know where people are going to spawn. You can spawn camp people. The maps are usually a lot tighter in games like in games like uh, Call of Duty. Like as much fun as I had on those games, like this is actually the first Battlefield game that I really actually played and kind of mad that I'm a little bit behind in terms of uh, in terms of my. You know, Battlefield versus Call of Duty stuff because I played plenty of Call of Duty games, whether it was the uh, the Treyarch versions with uh, Black Ops or uh, I can't, can't even remember the other company that made like the Modern Warfare series. But uh, it's, it's there really is a difference right there. So I mean, I have my likes and dislikes just like every other person. Um, I do much more appreciate the strategy just because that's the type of gamer I am. I like thinking a lot more. I like being able to uh, have my options open instead of just being, uh, how you put it, um, those people who are just running around and just, just gunning people down just without even thinking, just running in. Like, that's not my, that's not my style of play because I'm not that style of player mm-hmm. in anything. So. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, any, give me any type of first person shooter that would be along those lines. I, I'll be happy. 
Uh, so that's why I'm pretty happy with Battlefield 1 so far. I like that I'm able to try to adjust and account for the range of uh, like how, how far away I'm shooting people. I, mean, I, don't, I don't remember seeing anything like that in any Call of Duty game that I played trying to adjust uh, adjust my scope, like zeroing it out and making sure that yeah, I'm way far across the map from another player, but Call of Duty, when you just put the crosshairs right on, that person automatically adjusts. Seems mm. kind of cheap. So, I'm not sure if it was oh, like that in Battlefield and the other Battlefield games, too. I'm not sure. Because uh, I only played a little bit of the previous Battle Battlefield game, but... That makes sense, man. Uh, I don't necessarily... Um, I don't like the, uh, like Chad was saying, like the Twitch shooters and anything that I can't pick up too quickly. So, I definitely feel... Um, everyone's sentiment in terms of not having something that's going to be... I don't want to dog those game series because, I mean, they're, they're made for a certain type of person, but I don't like that, like Chad said, that Twitch style that this is going to be too easy, this is going to be we run around and just shoot randomly and and it works out somehow. I don't, I don't like that. I like a little bit more strategy. So I definitely hear everyone's uh, cry on that. I think it comes down to a lot more like I, I like playing these games that I'm a lot better at. I, I enjoy playing these games that I get to hang up quicker. Of course, mm -hmm. like I don't like sucking ass at a game, especially when I pay good money for. Uh, so like, yeah, it's I want it to be user friendly for me. I want it. I want me to feel good because I, I want to perform well. But if if it's not happening like that, if I'm not getting the hang of the game because I can't. For example, memorize these maps as quickly as other people because they spend a hell of a lot more time on them. Like in a bunch of these old Call of Duty games, people just memorize these maps. That's another reason I appreciate these mm. Battlefront games. It has an interactive environment as well. I mean, yeah, there might be a building here one time, and yeah, that that map is going to be pretty much the same. But you know, you take a tank through there, knocks that building down, it creates a creates a bunch of rubble. I mean, that's that's uh that's going to have an influence on the game it's like i'm not gonna be able to hide in the same spot so i have to adjust a lot better and it's going to be a little bit more uh, uh true to form in terms of how how war really would be or how any like shooting situation would be because you can interact with your environment more and that's something i really appreciate it right right no i'm, I'm yeah. definitely with that man definitely with true that story. looks like we lost xavier xavier Yo, i like it was like a network era, and then like my PS4 like froze. Mm. You're like a network era. Well, you want to give us your yeah. opinions on on the uh, what you like and what you don't like about shooters? Let's let's get into that, man. I I put a marker down. Let's, sure. let's get back into that topic. All right, let me know when we rolling. No, we rolling right now. We never stop rolling, B. Oh, we right. live, baby. All right, bet. Well. The corn, the little, uh, okay. Well, the issues, the, <laughs> this nigga here struggling the night, boy. This shit all threw me off, man. Like, it threw me off. But anyway, the issues that pretty much everyone has already spoken on, I pretty much agree with. So I won't touch on those. I will speak on the actual player uh, experience. And I think that is an issue that 
I feel like a lot of us do hate. I feel like we don't really see it a lot on Battlefield, but in the Call of Duty days, we've seen it a lot, and that's trolls. Like, I really can't stand fucking trolls and first-person shooters. Like, sometimes you get them on your team where they're just, like, shooting and throwing grenades and just basically just fucking up the whole game for no particular reason and just trolling everybody. And I know it sounds kind of hypocritical, but sometimes I troll people, but as far as, like, playing a game, I think it's, it's just kind of, like, counterproductive. Like, I don't see it coming out. Gotcha. Gotcha. Oh, whose TV as... is that? Wait, whose TV is live? Yeah. Why are we struggling today, B? <laughs> Who TV live? This supposed to be the game from the gamers podcast. We out here looking trash, man. Who TV up? <laughs> I hear somebody whispering. Who whispering by turning the TV down? No, say that shit loud. I can't breathe. God, God damn it. Hey, make up something. Yeah, go ahead. My bad. Go ahead. You got it. You got it. Go ahead, glitches or whatever. Go ahead, you back on it. <laughs> All right. As far as the things I actually like about first-person shooters, outside the strategic aspects, I'll probably speak on the competitive nature since I'm a pretty competitive person. I feel like you know, when you're in first-person shooters, even though it is a team game, also too, you know, your skill set as an individual really uh, greatly matters. So you know, it kind of gives me a chance to run the fade on niggas. You know what I mean? Like kind of take out some anger, you know, release, you know. Empty some clips and boys. Right. But right. you know, I, I do like it from that competitive asset, you know, aspect, you know, jokes aside. You know, just gives me a chance, you know, to kind of just like show my skill set, you know, show people like, hey, what I bring to the table as far as this game goes. <clears throat> All right, so I am here doing a, a day two recording session. Um, and I'm actually here with Daryl once again. Shout out to the big homie. I yo, am yo. here with Garcia. Garcia, what's going on? Yeah, yeah. yeah. G, G back. Next husband. Midnight. <laughs> feeling it. Feeling the love. I'm feeling it right now. Good, good. And I'm here with Trey as well. Um, we talked about some things earlier, but I definitely wanted to get Garcia's opinions on this. So we're going to talk about it again. And the topic for this week was shooters. And so we were talking about first-person shooters and kind of like the, the ins and outs, our favorites, um, kind of what we thought could be improved, all kinds of things. Um, so I'm going to go question by question here. And Daryl and, and Trey, feel free to jump in at any point in time. But uh, first thing first, um, what we love versus what we hate about today's first-person shooters, Garcia. Thoughts. All right. Um, let me let me let me weigh in on the FPS talk. Uh, I actually do. I actually do got a couple of things I I wanted to talk about as as far as the FPS go, so, but that's perfect. Um, one of the things that I do like about um the newer ones that's coming out is actually sixty frames per second. I know, I know this sounds silly. All right, I I don't want to be that guy like oh you know. Uh, uh, the frames were, you know, just a little bit faster, a little edgier, or whatever. But it actually kind of does make a difference. I have recently played Borderlands Two, or even like Doom, or like the the newest one. Like, and 
it's a huge difference, man. It's a difference. You kind of need that zippiness and that just streamlined, quick action. So I think all of the newer FPSs definitely need to kind of take this. It's, it actually ups the difficulty level because things are just so much sharper. You know, it's, it's no lag. It's just like right on your movements, you know. Um, so I would like to see that happen in a lot more first-person shooters. Um, besides that, I like... Um, a lot of the inno- uh, a lot of the innovative things that like Overwatch has been doing with like a lot of the character based shooters and stuff. So like your guy who's not good at shooting can still have a place in the game as a healer or something, you know, or you know, or at least he has like a favorite play style, you know, where he like creates stuff on the side while somebody else might be that run and gun ramble type. And now instead of trying to be that too even though you know you can't he can support that guy and they, they make like you know a one-two punch now you know mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. i liked it that uh i also like how you know um y'all remember that old school game uh back in uh, i want to say it was on ps3 it was a game resistance fallen man okay they had on a multiplayer it was like a fucking hundred man match and it was like big ass wars going on and like I, I kind of like the franticness of it. It was it was really cool. It kind of gave you that arcadey feel, but it was still kind of like some structure to it, to where it wasn't like you couldn't actually get some stuff going. Like it was really cool, man. And also they had like a twenty person co op mode where like everybody had like different um, class types and stuff, and like you had to all work together to beat these different bosses. Oh, it's not like how to um, you actually had to do that real quick. Um, what else? What else? What else? As far as like really good first person shooters that I've played recently and like one that I definitely wanted to note was um the game called The Darkness. I think we brought this game up before. Yes. But mm-hmm. It was um it's like a typical first person shooter, but you got powers of light and darkness. So no longer were you just playing a game of peekaboo, but you were also looking at light fixtures. You were shooting out lights. Your enemies' flashlights were a lot more, you know, deadly and stuff, you know? Like, it, 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 it upped the level of, you know, uh, what is, what is the, what's the word? Uh, the, 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 to put you in, into the game. Like, it got you way more invested than just, like, you know, going from map point to map point. You were starting to look at the area that you were in as well and, and what's around, what's available to you, you know. Mm-hmm. Places like open parking lots start looking like mad scary after a while. Like, oh no man, look at all them lights, you know. Right, right. Um, That's uh, a game that I actually really wanted to mention yesterday. I felt like we were talking a little bit more, everyone was sharing more of the games that they wanted to uh get into that were more like multiplayer online games for as as far as uh first person shooters go. And the darkness, I can absolutely agree. Like that is just a well-made first-person shooter. It's just it's not your run-of-the-mill running and gunning objective-based. You know, just going to these different locations, following the map where it's there's just only one place to go. It's like it definitely is a thinking man's game, and that's why y'all know I like those type of games. So, oh, yeah, it also uh, had a really good story. It was a a mind fuck of a story, and it mm-hmm. had two different endings so it had that replayability and a multiplayer mode quit playing man put give me an hd remake of darkness 2 right now Uh, (laughs) i'm on it (laughs) um besides that there was one more game i wanted to talk about um was um what is it far cry 
I like ah. that they they constantly try new stuff. You know, they had primal where they were you had to like uh, tame beasts and stuff instead of just shooting stuff. So you got to kill people with elephants and stuff. So I, I like that. That was, that was it's creative. They they doing something. You know, to the to the same old mode. Uh, I forgot what they're doing. Oh, and the newest one though. I don't know, they kind of being mad controversial. You see they, like, making it about cults and religion and stuff. I didn't see that, no. No, that sounds oh, crazy yeah. wild, though. Yeah, the, um, the newest Far Cry is um, you're fighting a bunch of uh, Christian fundamentalists, um, yeah. extremists, and, like... You know, I mean, they don't certain... call it Christianity, of course, but there's, like, outliers that kind of... Uh, of the Christian religion within there, so people was kind of really up in arms about it. Mm. Which I, I don't know. I kind of think it is kind of a limit. I just recently seen Jesus in a fighting game, and I was like, ah, that probably shouldn't be a thing. Right. Even if he's the best character. Wait, to, <laughs> make a to make a counterpoint to you, though, Garcia, um, but like you saying that, like it, it's kind of like controversial to have, like you know, Christian fundamentalists as enemies. But like we have been literally been slaughtering, slaughtering mm -hmm. fundamentalist Muslims for the last twenty years in video games wholesale. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Very true. <laughs> and, and did nobody bat an eye about it? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, so I, that's 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 the only kind of argument I have. Like I, either way it goes, it doesn't bother me. Religion is I I don't think you should like poke too much fun at people's like legit way of life. You know what I'm saying? Because that's not a joke. People believe that shit. You know, like for real. And right. like they take it very serious. You know, I don't know. It's, it's a it's a thin line for sure. Um, it's a slippery. You can you can think, go on a slippery slope. I think slope you should it. have like yeah, def I think you should be able to have like avatars that kind of represent those characters. But I don't think you should ever be like, no, nah, this is Jesus with the Bible attack. Like, come on, man, no. The Bible attack. <laughs> the gospels. <laughs> the gospels. Upside your nugget. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, that's a little extreme. Um, that would be interesting. I mean, we are dealing with some christian extremists right now um in real life and to trey's question was jesus white in that game he was he was but he also Wrong. had different he had different uh outfit options so i mean you could have any color you wanted <laughs> honestly they had like an aryan jesus hmm. they had a black jesus <laughs> that's tight so the real jesus his, you mean his default his default was uh I want to say. Oh, you could you couldn't have the you know Israeli Jesus, which is what he was, but whatever. <laughs> Who needs historical accuracy? Not me. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you shouldn't just outright call him like that person in that game. Because who are you to say like don't don't play with that shit? You know, people feel like a, a very specific type of way about it because it's it's not just a, a joke, you know. Mm -hmm. I think it's bait shit, you know. <laughs> I will say oh, this. Garcia. Go ahead, Daryl. No, I was uh, going to chime in on Garcia. He was talking about like the big thing he was uh, getting on was like not just first person shooters, but like having. Sorry about that, y'all. Sorry about that, y'all. Um, innovative <laughs> first person shooters. And like one of the ones that uh, Garcia actually introduced me to that he didn't mention was this game um, for PS2 back in the day called The Dark Watch. Where you play as a cowboy who's also a vampire. I think that was the very first time I ever played a first-person shooter where my character had superpowers, and they made me feel like 
I had superpowers. You can like glide. You can like teleport for short distances. It felt like, if to me, it kind of sort of felt like um, Dishonored before its day. Mm. Um, uh, the game had like a good sense of like speed and distance and stuff. Right, you right. Jump, like you felt like he was in the fucking air. Like and when he was just running around and stuff. Like, but that was like another game where you just had like yeah, you have powers. And it kind of added like a layer of difficulty to it, and also like some benefits as well. Okay, mm-hmm. I, I gotta mention a game that I would like to see continued, and that I really enjoyed, and that's the Crisis series. I forgot about it yesterday. Ooh. Um, Ooh. The element of yes. switching modes with your body, like going into a defensive mode and then doing a movement based on that, and then switching more your your skin or your armor, and then going to do something different. That shit was so tight, dog. I was in the room screaming. It was so cool, man. It made man. you feel like you was like Predator or something, you know, because you could turn invisible, stalk your prey, and then murk a guy. Then like another guy might have saw you, so then you would change into your armor mode to start eating his shots mm-hmm. and then kill that guy. You know, it was really cool. And then you just run off in the jungle somewhere, turn back invisible. They don't know where you at now. You know, use the, the, the therms, catch these fools. Like, it was really cool. Yes. It was so much tactical options. So besides, many. All right, take this gun, shoot this guy. No. The crossbow <laughs> had all different types of tips and uh, bow styles. Like, you could um, do a strong pull or you could do a light pull, depending on your preference. If you wanted to do more damage or um, the tips changed, you know, explosive to whatever. It was so dope, just the different modes and different um, customizations you can do in the guns as you pick them up on the ground and stuff. It was pretty cool, man. I like that game. So, um, if A we're... game I've been um, looking at recently, actually. Uh, I'm sorry. I don't know. No, you good. Let me just pop in my head. <laughs> um, is this game called Escape from Tarkov? Oh, um, yes, yes, yes. It's like, it's like hyper-realistic, though. <laughs> it's like... You basically start off with like naked and you got to scavenge for like weapons and loot and stuff. But there's other players and stuff and they can all like, you know, player kill you and all types of stuff. But the, the thing that makes it so cool is like you can't just loot bodies. You got to like legit go in their pockets. You know what I'm saying? You can't just, you know, uh, you can actually look down the barrel like like the barrel you're going to check that to get the, the bullet is like in the chamber and stuff. Like it's just it's just got like a added layer of like realism like on some ghost recon stuff except it's in a first person shooter you know? mm. I, I think it's kind of cool it actually is it makes the game super scary because it's like you really feel that death when you die because it's like you drop everything on some dark souls type stuff or something oh man actually, and to, to piggyback off of uh what garcia was saying being somebody who you know, I, I've had to deal with that kind of situation before where you're, you know, you're, you're scared because you don't know whether or not you're about to get into a gunfight. And that feeling of existential dread is there in the game. Like, mm-hmm. many a times when I was down range, like, I was just in fear of I'm about to have to get into a gunfight today. You know what I'm saying? Just thinking that shit. And, like, uh, thankfully for me, it, it, it never really happened. You know what I'm saying? Not for real, for real. Not like how you see in video games and stuff. That kind of situation never popped off for me. But at the same time, like, and you, I watch gameplays of Escape from Tarkov. Like, I get that 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 light feeling of anxiety, and also too during gameplay, uh, when you shoot somebody, you don't get like some kind of hit marker to let you know you hit them, like you do in Call of Duty, and I think even Battlefield does it now. 
um, where they let you know in your crosshairs whether or not you hit somebody. Like, you just got to go, you have to trust your own aim, which is how it is on real life. And, like, you can have somebody who played dead. Like, I saw somebody get shot at, and he was actually hit, but he didn't die. He just laid down prone. And when the person went to come check his body, he shotgunned that dude at point blank range. You know, it was it was wow. crazy. Like you can do like that's how that's the layer of depth um that's in that game. And like it took patience because the dude shot him and he literally laid there real time for six minutes. The dude laid there on the floor, real time, six minutes. And it took the dude six minutes to actually feel safe enough to go over there and check that dude's body. And when he got over there, shagaga. <laughs> and he took all that dude's gear. And he had a he had two AKs. He had a bunch of bullets on him, some explosives, some body armor. And that takes like hours and hours of gameplay to get Man. in this game. Wow. <laughs> now I'm usually against well, you just stuff shoot like our boy that. from a distance just in case. Uh, yeah, I, I would <laughs> exactly. But you know, that it alerts your position, you know. It's always you know some drawbacks to doing it. But, um, I'm usually against still and shit playing games like that where you could just like lose so much progress but i was recently playing the uh the battlegrounds mode on Fortnite, and uh it's pretty much you drop in and pick up stuff on the fly and it's actually a lot of fun it, it makes you you know think on your feet and and make the best of a worse situation and it's oh man it's so gratifying when you come out of a bad situation when you just know the guy thought he had you and you was like nope I had one more ace up my sleeve, like you know. Right. It's so gratifying. So would it? Would you I mean, guys? You know, loadout. When you can't make a loadout, you really see like people's skills. You like, okay, this guy can kill me with a frying pan, like you know, <laughs> like. Mm-hmm. So would you say that there's an um, the added element of realness and the added elements of not just shooting, but like we said with crisis, like the the armor aspect and the different um i would say different like elements to, to the to the first person shooters um does that is that something you want to see more of um do you think you want to see more from other games doing that or do you just want to see more of those single series like do you want to see more crisis series or would you rather see other games kind of take their that same initiative and, and, and get some things done I mean, I'm always down for a good new IP, but uh, man, they don't always, you know, stick to the wall. Like, uh, Lawbreakers is a good first person shooter that just, well, I don't know if it's good, but it, it's, a, it's a first person shooter that just came out. Guys who made Gears of War, apparently, it's really good, but nobody really gave it the time of day. And I, I honestly think it's because it's all focused on aerial combat. And I don't know about y'all, man, but I hate playing first person shooters when it's like a bunch of aerial combat for real because you end up looking at the sky <laughs> a lot of the time but apparently that's like the main draw of that game but at least that's the main reason i wouldn't play it but okay um no i think de developers definitely should take more chances like that though so we can find some new like new stuff of course but and i'm just getting sequeled out anyway but oh, yes if they take some really good elements from other games, I think there's still a lot of space that's just un untapped. Like, mm -hmm. like you said, that crisis stuff. There's nothing else that's like crisis. Um, but if they took some of those elements and put it on like something fresh, you know, and and, and new, I'm sure it it would it would sell because it's just a good element. You know, it's not just peekaboo shooting or you know Duke Nukem kicking the door. 
you know, you got to really think it through. And, and people, it's, it's definitely a demand for that. Mm-hmm. People are Call of duty out these days, I think. For sure. I have to say, um, as far as my mindset, I'm with Garcia, but in the aspect of if you, at this point, since the first person genre has grown so much um, in the last like a uh, decade or so, I feel like as much as I hate to say it this way, you need to come with a gimmick. Either it needs to be something so cool and unrealistic that it, it, it draws somebody or so hyper realistic that it draws another crowd. Like I, I, the one of the guys that I watched play the game we talked before, Escape from Tarkov, is an ex-Marine. Like he was, he was in Marsoc, Marine Corps Special Forces. His name is Jarhead Gamer. If you want to look him up, but um, he he and he's like he uses tactics that he legit learned <laughs> while he was in to play this game, which is ridiculous in my opinion. But and it it works, and he's really good at the game because he applies true to life combat tactics and that would be a draw to somebody like him or me for example who's like lived that lifestyle or someone who wants to see what it really is like or like you can talk about like if whoever out there who is a big fan of that game the Garcia's talking about lawbreakers like want to defy gravity and jump around and be crazy and stuff like you need those types of things these days because you know like Garcia was saying it's a peekaboo shooter stuff right now that's not gonna get you nowhere and matter of fact as far as the gaming community and the gaming um uh, the gaming, like the critiquing community, you're probably gonna get clowned for that at this point. I mean, essentially, you can make a peekaboo shooter on mobile now, and it right. will look good. Right. It's time, it's time to up the ante, yo. If you need a gimmick, yeah, for sure. I'm with that. I'm actually. Like, ain't, ain't no reason for it. Ain't no reason for it. Like, you, like anybody can just, you know, pull the trigger at this point. Right. Okay. I got a question for everybody, and I'll start with uh, Chad. I'll ask you this: What's your favorite class normally when you when you enter a first person shooter? The classes are typically the same. Um, they might vary a little bit, but what's your favorite class um, to use when you're doing first person shooters? Um, ah, oh man, it's tough. Usually, usually I start out with medic. Mm-hmm. You know, if I'm by myself just to, to get started, because it's really hard to play most games by yourself. So it kind of gives you just a little bit of longevity to get through whatever points you need in the game. But usually I'm a glass cannon. If I have other people with me healing me, I'm like whatever class is going to put out the most damage, the quick, the most quick you can do it. So it's either shotgun, whatever is up close and inaccurate, because I'm not that accurate in any of these games. So mm-hmm. that's pretty much how I roll like um, for example in a uh, battlefield uh, I do the gas grenades and shotgun combination a lot like depending on what stage we're in it's that's that's something I roll because you don't have to be accurate and it's you just fire from the hit so yeah that's so medic or assault I guess that's that would be the answer mm-hmm. okay okay um Xavier sorry I was getting worked right there Xavier what is your favorite class to go? I've always ran pretty much assault or sniper, and that's from Call of Duty days as well as in the battlefield. I mean, I, I like guns that pack a powerful punch, but they also shoot fast, as well as uh, with the sniper, you know, just kind of gives me a chance to, you know, be strategic a little bit and kind of sit back. So, I mean, those, those are my two favorite classes for the most part. I mean, I do run with the shotgun. Uh, also as well, but you know, I've always just you know been an assault guy. You know, I love the M16. You know, keep it pretty simple, pretty basic, pretty effective gun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm with that. I'm with that as well. Trey, 
I already know what your answer is, but for the people, what is uh, what's your favorite class to go in any shooter? I'm definitely a lot more of a sniper, as I said. I, I do appreciate the strategy of any type of game. Um, so I like moving around, um, being a little bit more stealthy. I mean, if I have a choice to go in, you know, guns blazing or be stealthy and you know be smart about it, not get as many deaths and get a bunch of kills just by being smart. Like I'm, I'm down. I'm down with that. That's that's cool. That's right in my alley. Um, also, that gives me much more of a chance to learn the maps, like learn what are the top spots I need to be at, uh, get everything all figured out for myself. But like that's that's that shit that I do like. Right, right, okay. I actually, I actually like that. Um, I'm gonna have to agree with you. The sniper class is always my go-to, uh, especially in the the battlefields where I don't really know the map and I don't really know what I'm doing just yet. Sniper gives me a chance to move a little bit slower and figure things out. Uh, Battlefield One was really complicated to get the sniper down, but once you get it and understand it, like you have it. So that's what's dope about the sniper. I couldn't get sniper in Battlefield 4, but Battlefield 1 to me seems a little bit more easy. I don't know. Maybe the it just clicked a little bit better. The way they did it seems a little bit different, but it works. Um, so I definitely like sniper, but I'm a huge fan of support, which typically is like any type of full on machine gun where you got 200 bullets and you can just lay on the ground and spray. I love providing cover fire and actually using that class how you're supposed to, which is laying down fire. And usually what happens when you do that is the field of vision for your enemy usually closes and their accuracy reduces for a certain amount of time. I know that happens in, in, in majority of the battlefields. Uh, so I love doing that and allowing my team to push forward. I'm not necessarily a kill heavy guy, so I don't mind if I'm not getting a lot of kills. I'll take the assists if I can get them. For a quick second, though, I, I did want to mention something that's... Uh... I mean, like the coolest thing, like, I don't know if y'all have the coolest thing that y'all really appreciate about y'all classes of preference, but uh, I think there's a lot more of a sense of like badassery or pride or anything along those lines using a sniping class because you know when you get a headshot. Yeah, you, you know, I can, I can agree. Like, it stands out a lot more because shotgun, like, yeah, I just have to be close enough and then I'm going to blow your brains out or hit you, like, all over. Like, it, it's a kill. It's quick. It's boom. It's, like, not as much to celebrate. It's a little bit more of a challenge as a sniper because you're like, yeah, I could go for one hit and maybe this guy has a little bit of health missing already because he's been hit a couple times. I don't know. Mm -hmm. But just to make sure, I should probably try to be skilled about this. It turns into a lot more of an art than uh, than uh, a lot of these other positions really have it as. It's like you just try to make contact with an assault class, support class, anything like that. But you try to make those shots matter because you don't have a lot of rounds to work with as a scout, as a sniper. And uh, and a lot of the time it's a, it's a bolt action sniper rifle anyway. So it's not like you're going to have a lot of time to... Uh, just fire back to back to back with a semi-automatic. It doesn't happen like that. So mm, I'm with that. That's just another. That's just another part of my uh, my beliefs on the whole sniping class. Just uh, didn't want to overrun that conversation or interrupt anything, but forgot to mention that previously. I know I, I tend to talk a lot when I find something I actually can talk about. So <laughs> it's all good, man. I definitely agree with you ten thousand percent that getting them headshots, boy,
especially if you can get back to back headshots or shoot somebody out of a vehicle. Ain't not, ain't no feeling in the game like it, man. There's nothing like doing something like that. Um, it takes so much skill, so much patience. Patience. You can wait a whole map and not get anything, and then just start headshot, headshot, headshot. You know that's what being a sniper is about. It's about having that patience. So I'm definitely with that, man. That's a very good point. Um, Xavier, if you still rocking with us and you didn't drop off, uh. What was the other aspect of the uh, first-person shooters that we should get into next? That boy threw a quick shot, kept going. But the next <laughs> subtopic is going to be, what do you guys think first-person shooter developers need to do to make the experience better for gamers? Mm. Mm. You want to start with that? Why don't you start us off? For me, I think the main issue is just really the, the glitches and, and the bugginess because, you know, due to the fact that there's a lot of people on the servers, you know, when there is a glitch or there is a bug, it takes them forever to pretty much fix it, you know, because the servers don't really have much downtime. And I think outside of that as well, too, is I don't like the fact of there being, you know, one or two get guns that are just completely just overpowered. I think if you're going to make some overpowered guns, then it should be a lot of them, you know? It shouldn't just be one or two. Like, you know, maybe it should be 10, maybe it should be 15. I mean, I don't know the number, but I think those are just my my things I think they, they should should improve on. As well as I, I, I would also say, I would also say innovation, because I feel like a lot of games have capped far as innovation goes and bringing something new to the table. Like Call of Duty probably capped at Black, at Black Ops. I would probably say Battlefield 1, Battlefield 1, maybe Battlefield 4 is, is probably this studio's cap. I, I don't know which game to go with per se, but I just think with first-person shooters at this point, we've seen everything since Doom and Duke Nukem. So for the most part, a lot of stuff's recycled. Mm. I like that. I like that. Ah, that's a tough one. I think yeah. in terms of things I'd like to see improved upon in shooters is definitely some originality, some type of element that could help to level the playing field outside of perks. Like Call of Duty has the perks thing where if you get 20 kills in a row, then you can do something. But it's like that doesn't necessarily help me out any, you know. Um, I like that Battlefield 1 allows the opposite team, if they're really struggling, to use a very large vehicle to try to even the playing field. Uh, but I think they didn't make it strong enough, if that can even be said. I feel like if you're losing and that comes out, it it, it rarely has ever ever turned the tides in, in the game that I've been playing. It's like, okay, now I get a behemoth, but... Okay, it lasted five minutes and now it's it's done. Like that really doesn't help me any. So recognizing what players are on the server and, and putting them on the right teams, all that stuff is important. And for players, I guess, that run their own servers, that's really hard to do, of course, because people like to play within their own squads. But having that ability to balance teams out a little bit better, I think, is 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 gonna be my biggest qualm. How that's going to happen, I'm not going to sit here and, and give you a detailed plan um, unless you want to hit us with that sponsorship. But um, I will say that uh, I know there's something out there. There's some type of idea. There's some guy just waiting to drop an idea that'll help level the, the playing field. Like As much as I like Battlefield 1, 
as we were just playing, I just took 13 L's and, you know, got 10 kills. And I felt like that was okay. Like, I, I, I don't know. Like, I felt like I should have got more. I had a lot of better positions. Like, there's got to be something to level these, this playing field out a little bit. So, I don't know. Maybe I'm just complaining. Um, Chad, what do you think, man? Um, it's like X said, I mean, it's, it's pretty much hit a cap. If you played one, you played them all. It's just a different skin, a different look at it. You know what I'm saying? But I would, I like games where they allow the player to get creative. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, like this, like stages for halves, they don't let you build your own stages a lot. I feel that that would be something cool to add to the game. You know what I mean? To be able to create your own stage or create your own level. You know what I mean? Because sometimes they do that, especially online with different games. They allow you. They actually, Killing Floor was was one of them. Like they had people design levels and then they play them. And if they're popular enough, they actually put them in the actual game. So mm. I think that that should be more of on the player side. Like you should be able to just you know make a server real quick and you know set it up how you want to. You know take a couple hours. And just set up certain things. I'm not t talking about like textures and in depth like like level design, but just on a basic level. You remember how Tony Hawk Pro Skater used to be? You could just set it up real quick to get you to pieces. You kind of put it together. That oh, would be yeah. really cool to be able to to do that for a first person shooter and to have a little bit more control. Like to create a stage like this. Um, uh, what's the uh, first person shooter? It's called uh, Player Unknown Battleground. Like where it's just wide open, you got this huge map. To, to be able to create something like that, I think that would be really cool. But other than that, they've hit their cap. It's like if you play one, all you got to do is get your sensitivity down. And you pretty much got the rest of it. It's nothing, nothing too new that they're gonna add to the table. Damn, that's a good point, Tony Hawk Pro. I was just thinking about that as you said it. Being able to create your yeah. own maps. Granted, a lot of love goes into these maps. Every nook, every cranny has a reason, has a point. So. I get it, but at yeah. the same time, that definitely would help to be able to create some maps and add a new element to it. I like that. Trey, good sir. Thoughts? Are we talking only online play? Or are we talking all around first-person shooters, like campaign mode, all that as well? Just the, just the game itself, you know, which, whichever mode you want to focus on. I, I really think that it would, I mean, as, as much as that design your own level idea is cool i think that the thing that they can really do to improve on these games is just to i guess i guess just custom tailor it so that uh if, if you want to be lobbied in with a group of people who are uh who are a little bit more realistic in their gameplay like I, I don't like this whole, like, you have a bunch of people out here noob tubing and um, and playing in unrealistic fashion running around like that. Like, I appreciate, like, the decent parts of these first-person shooters where people are, you know, playing in a fashion that is semi-realistic. So, like, I feel, I feel like you should be matched up with people who are in your same type of class. Not not like, you know, not like snipers versus snipers, but people who play in efficient ways. Like, if, if, if you're getting a bunch of assists in, like, a support position, like, you should be matched up with someone who's going to be able to um, maximize those those uh, qualities about you. I mean, I know it's a complicated thing, but if they're matching you based upon level, I mean, they might as well go the extra mile and 
match you up with other people who are going to compliment you and work that out as a team. That's, 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 that's something that I've always really wanted to happen because that would be cool to just not have a bunch of scrubs on my team who are making some shit happen in a shit way. Uh, basically screwing over my team when like I'm putting in all this work, I'm getting these kills, I'm, I'm staying safe, I'm making some smart plays, but then I got these other teammates who are just running around getting their asses kicked. And it's like, dude, like I have a couple of weak, link, weak links on my team. Mm-hmm. And because of that, like, I mean, I feel like they, they can do a lot more in terms of grouping you up with people of your, uh, of your skill level and in addition to your skill level, your, uh, your gameplay style. So are you saying, like, basically they should give more praise to the support characters that, you know, instead of just going to get kills and actually, like, capping flags or actually, like, restocking people's, like, ammo and everything else, they should be able to get more praise for that or get more bonuses? Yeah, absolutely. I think those type of perks would be, uh, be very beneficial toward people who, like, actually do play this game in an unselfish fashion. Right. That would be dope. Yeah, I feel you on that one. Definitely. So, so that that's something that I think would be a major improvement. Like, it's not like terrible right now. It's not unplayable. Um, it's just if they want to improve this, I mean, there's there's not a lot of improvement that can be made on like in terms of graphics or anything like that. But if you want to, if you want people to be more involved, zombie online percentage i mean on, online portion of play like uh, this would be a real cool thing if they were able to make something like that happen i think that would be appreciated i like that i like that a lot and i want to add to that and pose a question i'm gonna i want to get into this topic a little bit later but i'll briefly touch on it right now um do we think that that has to do with the age levels that we play at right so if you go play a pickup game of hockey or basketball and it's a random group of people you walk into a gym if you see that there is 12 year olds hooping you're not gonna be like i got next like you're just not gonna do that that doesn't make any sense like clearly these people are not as capable in playing this as you they're they're not thinking the same way as you you know what i'm saying their level of intelligence isn't as high and that's no diss to any 12 year old that just is what it is now (laughs) you know what i'm saying like now it's like okay we have uh a game and we we're we're just making it open and free as possible and somebody's mom dukes who shouldn't have bought them this game bought them this game and they all of 12 years old and now i gotta play battlefield one with a group of 12 year olds that came in one party do you know what i'm saying against a bunch of dudes who play this on a regular basis and it's a bunch of adults but we don't know that going in we just know that we getting worked so do we think that maybe age has a little bit to do with that do you and we talked about this way back tailoring games to little kids but do we think that that has a little bit to do with it i mean of course of course it does i mean like like you said it's it's their intellect level but i mean on the flip side to kind of be devil's advocate, I think it's more so the game styles that they're playing. Because, I mean, we do know some 12-year-olds that are skilled as fuck. 
But like you said, I think from a strategic standpoint, I think that's the aspect that they're really lacking, you know, because I think there's probably some times we might get on here with some kids and we're getting we're getting a lot of kills, you know, but we just maybe we may be missing the mark. Like, you know, those games we, we used to have all the time when we would be like winning the whole game and then we'll end up losing by like 200 points. Right. Like, that's how that happens on this game, per se, when we play Conquest. A lot of times that's how you lose this game most of the time. Yeah, that's true. People are just going for straight kills, and they're not using any type of strategy. That's very yeah, true. That's true. That is very, very true. Yeah, it's not that it's not it's not that they're not skilled enough to play with us. It's just like you said, they may not be mature enough and understanding to know like, hey, I need to go ahead and get this base, and then once I get this base, if I actually sit here and wait for opponents to come, I can still get a lot of fucking kills, and I'm gonna get more points because I'm guarding the base. But most of the time, all they see is kill. Like, I played Battlefield with my little, not Battlefield, but I played Call of Duty with my little brother, which I hated to play uh, while we were stuck uh, with, in the house with the hurricane stuff. But, like, I was playing with my brother, and, like, I was getting killed at first because, you know, the game is different. But anyway, like, he was getting fucking kills, but then we started playing Domination, and then, like, I'm like, hey, dude, like, just chill back. Like, you still gonna get your kills. But, like, this nigga's still running, jumping on walls and shit, like, killing niggas. Like, yeah, the nigga went, like, 40 and 6. We kept losing. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? Like, so no skill. It's just literally playing the game where us as avid gamers, yeah. we, are, we are past the point of being wowed by the game mechanics. We're actually trying to win and learn, learn how to play it the best we can to compete. I'm with that. I'm with that. I just thought that that was... Uh, that was interesting. Uh, definitely, definitely something to consider. We'll definitely get into that topic a little bit later, but uh, I'll kick it back to you, X, in wrapping up this first-person shooter topic. Um, is there anything else we should dive into that you had planned here for this topic? Don't want to spend a long time on it because I know we pretty much been nailing this topic in the head. But what are you guys' favorite first-person shooters like all time? Mm, I would love to hear some time. of the titles. Man, huh? Woo. I'm gonna go with. Let's start out with just the the classic Goldeneye. Yep, that's a classic. That's true. Bob job. That is true. He was one of them game chiefs. Yeah, man, <laughs> that golden gun, man, you get going through, man. That was one of the. That's the first one that I've actually that I actually went through and played. That was one of them besides besides Doom, but that that was it. Those two. Hmm. Goldeneye, I would have to go with Perfect Dark. Oh, uh, I was gonna say that too, but I was <laughs> you already know, dude. Yeah, if you go Goldeneye, I go Perfect Dark. But we played that all day, yeah. so I think that's really where our love of shooters came from. Yeah, was really Man. some of the earlier um, N64 games. I, I do agree on that one. I hate to say it because we obviously are on the PS4, but man, fucking Halo 2. My God, bro. Like in high school, we used to run niggas. Like we used to work niggas. On, like boys used to work on that shit. Like it used to be like heavyweights. Like think about it back in the days. Like, bro, everybody could play Halo 2. Like, because it, it was a game, like you say, we were just gaming and that's all it was, was just kill. Like, that's all Halo was, was just kill. Like what? What? What a very fun game, man! Like it, it was childhoodish, but you remember it had this, it had that sword. You remember that sword was unstoppable. Like you could just straight, mm. you straight yam niggas. Like give them that Tyson work, that left hand hook. I do remember that. I do remember fun that game. Not much strategy, but I mean, we were kids, but it, it was a fun game. Yeah. What about you, Trey? 
What are you thinking? Sniper Elite 2. I was going to ask somebody had they played that. Is that dope? Yeah, I played it. Oh. Um, when did that come out, Trey? It's like 07. Dang, I'm way Sniper Elite 2 came out in 13. Mm. Mm. Why is that your favorite, Trey? What, what makes it dope? So I like Sniper Elite 2 a lot. I mean, as I said, like I'm a sniper. That's just kind of the way I work. Um, it's not even a great game, man. It's it's like doesn't have a great plot. It's a little bit more straightforward, but I feel like a lot of these first-person shooters do tend to be a little bit more straightforward anyway. So, I mean, it's not too far away from any of these other first-person shooters in my mind. Um, I don't know, man. I think it was just it was just nice to put a lot more skill into it as opposed to. As opposed to you know just following the prompts and having everything you know kind of like auto auto aim and uh, which I know is an option you can turn off in a lot of games nowadays, but it's uh it's it's just nice too because like a cool thing about this game I don't know if, I don't know how many of y'all played this is that yeah it has a targeting reticle that's dope but like it shows you the wind speed the wind direction. And Damn. all these other, like, obviously you can't take, like, calculus into effect because it doesn't account for rotation of the Earth. Yeah, I'm a nerd like that. Um, Word. Almost just smacked the shit out of you, but continue. You <laughs> 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 the sniper slap me, motherfucker shit. <laughs> um, but, like, yeah, it, it, takes, it takes those into effect, and you just have to, even though it's probably not realistic uh, in terms of the physical values... It's, it's still pretty cool that it's not just like, hey, put these crosshairs on somebody and pull the trigger. It's not like that. Like, you have to think a lot more. And those are just the games I like, man. It's just how I work. I'm with that, though. I've, I've seen some gameplay of Sniper Elite, and it, was, it looked dope. You could shoot people's nuts and stuff, and you get the <laughs> animation of the nuts being blown off. It was, it was pretty tight, man. You can I'm also see lie. the same thing in, uh, in Mortal Kombat X. So, uh, yeah. What? Come on, man. Yeah, nothing like having nuts blown off, man. Nothing like Well, it. that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, that's, that's what it's all about. Yeah, I appreciate it. Um, I will add one more before we get off this topic because I wouldn't be me if I didn't talk about it. Uh, but Battlefield 2142, they oh. were on to something. They were on to something. I feel like 2142 really is the, is the grandfather of Destiny, is the grandfather of a lot of these, uh, what Chad would call Twitch shooters or futuristic shooters. Um, 2142 really changed the game for me in terms of how you look at a shooter. It was no longer just shoot, reload, stand behind something. It was, okay, there's these really smart tanks and they can maneuver in crazy directions and you can't really hide from them, but you can't really um, take them down. Sometimes it's best to just run, but then you could call aerial strikes. So like you could set people up. Like it was crazy. Like being commander in that game is what made me a good squad leader in battlefield one because of all the things you could do as a commander or leader in that particular game man that they were on to something with that one man i really yeah, really really that was a whole enjoyed lot the gameplay that was a whole lot of fun um i'm gonna add half-life 2 as well yeah yeah half-life 2 uh definitely a good one uh xavier did you play battlefield 2142 at all no, Shit, I forgot my hat. I, like, I, I didn't start playing Battlefield so bad company too, man. Mm. Damn. 
You missed a good one, man. Yeah, I was on Call of Duty and. Mm, damn, that was good. Yeah, I, I think around that time, like Modern Warfare Two was out. That, that that's another one I can throw on the list too. That that was a good game. Okay. I think that was like the. I think like that was the first time. I think domination on there started to become a little bit more strategic. So I think I was getting older, and I used to play it on hardcore anyway. Right. Right. Yo, somebody washing dishes up in there? <laughs> Who washing dishes, man? Yo, tell Chris I'm going to smack this shit out the back of his neck. <laughs> Watch him tell him. Shit, I'm going to smack this shit out the back of your neck, Chris. Washing dishes. I see you doing your due diligence, but damn. Shit. No, that makes a lot of sense, man. I was just curious because um, you bringing up the mobile platform, I think that's interesting. Mobile platform has kind of changed the way we grade console games now. Like, if this can be made on my iPhone, I'm not probably not going to play it. Um, <laughs> you know, that's just me being real. I'm probably not going to play it. There is a first-person shooter on the iPad I used to play, and I was actually pretty beastly at it. Kind of played like Battlefield a little bit. You had to be strategic. Um, but using your fingers, you know, you had to... You didn't have that response time like even you do on a controller. You know what I mean? So it was, you had to be, tread very, very carefully. And it was cool, man. I liked it. Um, but that kind of stuff isn't uh, come around every day, I guess. But um, cool. I just was curious about the first-person shooters. We also talked about whether or not uh, we were team Call of Duty versus team Battlefield. And I think you guys kind of talked about that just a second ago. <laughs> so I'm not going to harp too much on that. Um, I think everybody's getting sick of Call of Duty, to be honest. So um, nothing really shocking if you guys, you know, have already stated that, you know, um, Call of Duty. I'm has always its... a big fan of the slowdown and strategic gameplay, man, yeah. where you can really see a, a person being methodical with how they got to come at you. You know, it ain't just my aim's better. No, not only is my aim good, but like my tactics are sound. Like you know, you like. Yeah, like, you can't, you can't get me, man. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, I love that, man. I love it. I love it. Or even worse, I memorized the map, so I know where your back's gonna be faced at all times, and that's where I'm gonna be all the time. I know mm -hmm. where the rocket launcher spawn. <laughs> <laughs> I know where you spawn, so I'm gonna grab the rocket launcher, and aim at your spawn, wait till you pop in and shoot you. <laughs> you have games like uh, Player Unknown Battlegrounds. You can't just spawn cam like because no. the end game is always in a different place. You can't you can't figure some shit out. You gotta stay on your toes. Yeah, I like that. Damn. Dope, man. Dope. Shit's tight. Well, if there's anything tight. else, <laughs> anything else you guys want to touch base on in terms of shooters? Um, um, any games you guys think of? Feel free to fire him off. Other than that, I want to know nope. what do y'all think that the new Call of Duty? How y'all think it's gonna do World War Two? What is y'all predictions? You think it's gonna revitalize the series? I mean, Battlefield One kind of did some numbers with its rendition of what's that World War Two and actual Battlefield World War One. It's World War One. That's why it's called Battlefield One. Shut up! Shut up! Right? <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't trying to be facetious, but like it came off that Numbers way. Bad. <laughs> Mind blown! No way! <laughs> it all makes sense now. <laughs> no, but um, 
Yeah, how do y'all how do y'all think the new Call of Duty gonna do? I see they uh they adding like a central hub. Ah. I think no. Why they going this? Um, I think it's class based now too. Um, I haven't checked it out too much. I think it may bring some of the old heads who originally got into Call of Duty when it was World War Two games back to the series, but I can see a lot of these young kids not liking it. Um. Which for the uh, my just as my opinion for the community of if you want to get back in the call, it would be good, in my opinion. Um, but at the same time, like it's they've already done it, and, and honestly, done it. they done it the best. You know what I mean? Like they did the World War Two thing the best, and it's kind of like it, to me, it's a sign that they're, they're it's a sign that they're like they're flailing almost just to you know, stay relevant because like, all right, well, since all this other stuff, we got, we, we took some risks, tried to do the futuristic stuff and mm-hmm. people didn't really care for it. So let's return to form and, and do what we, we do, we do best. But at the same time, how many, how many Call of Duties was it that they actually spent in World War II? Like three of them? Yeah, it was a lot. It's been quite a few, yeah. Like four of them? Like, so this would make like the fourth, maybe the fourth, maybe the fifth Call of Duty that was in World War II. And they have already did it once returning there when they went to World at War because World at War came out after Modern Warfare. Um, so like they had already done, they already went back all the way back once. I mean, it's a sign of the times that they're, they're, they're basically fighting for relevance at this point. That's what I think about it. Yeah, I'm getting, uh, I, I, I just recently saw the trailer for Dynasty Warriors 9, and for the first time, I, was, I just really wasn't hyped. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was like, damn it, man. It took nine of them, huh? It took nine it, it of them? It took nine of them, man. It took nine. Damn. <laughs> I'm, a huge, I'm a huge fan of some Dynasty Warriors games. I didn't play them all, don't, don't be, be fair. But, you know, I always see them, and I'm like, oh, man, that one look cool. That one, this one, I was just like, man, I don't know. Are they really just going to keep yes. doing this? Yes. Oh, right, I'm done. I'm, I'm checking out. I, I'm, I'm officially done, y'all. I'm not buying no more Dynasty Warriors. Maybe one more just to have, like, the best one. But that's it, though. Right. <laughs> no, yeah, I I'm know done, what you mean. Man. It's uh, G-Help. G-Help. It's, um, it's getting to that point um, where I'm getting kind of sick of seeing... Uh, Call of Duty myself, um, not so much Dynasty Warriors, just because I haven't played that in a while. Yeah. But uh, I'm getting sick of seeing it, and I think uh, I'm gonna have to agree with Daryl that I think it's telling of the times. Um, them going back, like how much more can you do um, in terms of old school World War One, Two, and then they made up a three, and then it was, you know, what I mean, like come on, man, it's 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 too it's too much. Y'all y'all have oversaturated the market. I feel like it's time to be done. Um, so that's just my my thoughts. They need to wait a couple years, maybe, and release something uh, with a, with, a, with a little bit different of a flair to it, or different of a gimmick, as we discussed. I would say that too. But you know what? Assassin's Creed just came out with a new one too, and they waited a whole year. I'm not hyped. <laughs> <Get in laughs> they they changed some shit too. I'm still not hyped. Mm-mm. I don't know. And I like Assassin's Creed. I'm I'm Assassin's Creeded out now. Like yep, I'm done. I think I got enough of them. Anything about this? One of my favorite. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. I'm wondering. Maybe what they should do, like what I was saying, though, is like take some of those the best mechanics and then make a new series, man. Yep. It's, it's, and with with a new gimmick, but still have like the best thing, you know, kind of like how uh 
Naughty Dog did with Uncharted. They took the best shit they had, like the gunplay mechanics, the story, and the movement and shit. And then they made Last of Us. They made a gritty action game instead of like a happy-go-lucky treasure hunting thing. You know, they they took their best assets and just did some crazy shit with it. That's what more companies need to do. I feel like. Yeah, yeah, I'm with that. Oh my god, hey guys, I need help. <laughs> Me both. Yeah. Where you at? Where you at? Oh snaps, where you at? I see you. I'm oh, coming you up know, from another good example oh, of that. Uh, Dynasty Warriors people, they had this game called Blade Storm, like where you know on Dynasty Warriors you kill like a gazillion people per level. On there, it was like you had your own army, so it was like you fought with like a gazillion people and then you had like little skirmishes and stuff but it was just like about like so many enemies on screen it's kind of like what they were known for just in it was the main gameplay mechanic though like you know and I, it, it worked out because it was different you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i'm Switch with that i'm with that man damn shit my boy got messed up i, I got beat up by a flesh pounder before and then I just a scrape. I turn around and scrape there. Flesh pounder. Who come up with these pause. names, man? Let me pause it. Can someone pick up my P90, please? Uh, I can't. Where's Ishiman at? Uh, it's right next no to me. Room, Go man. to the sharpshooter. I tried to. Somebody else picked it up. Some dude that we don't know. <sighs> Mother. I'm sorry, man. He's not gonna drop it. Oh, so good. Hell no, he not. Cause he a bitch. <laughs> He's gonna sell it. Yeah, he's selling it. That's fucked up. Batch Naga. Is this the boss round? It is. Oh, I can sell my secondary weapon there. Phil. You need any uh, dosh? Uh, no, I'm good. I'm just, I'm gonna grab the P90 and there's plenty of ammo laying around. I just fight the boss with this. If it's just gonna be one enemy, so I don't need to switch. I don't need to be able to switch weapons. I'm good. You sure, I got some. Ex uh, I don't have no extra money. Never mind. Let me shut up. I got forty <laughs> on. Me, That's cool. I'm good. I'm good. Thanks, y'all. Mm -hmm. Oh my god. Um. Hey, I got a question for y'all. Um. Especially because the fact that me and Garcia recently just uh marathoned a game of this type. How do y'all feel about um? these these really high-end indie games coming out like uh absolver for example and that uh that that uh what was it uh, sunua what was it what is it called again the one with the girl with the, with the sword and she's going crazy for real oh uh sinua's revenge or something I don't yeah sinua's sacrifice mm. it's killing me because i know the name of hellblade, it hellblade hellblade yeah it's a triple a indie title quote unquote um, how how do y'all feel about those? I mean, cause like I feel like I love indie games. Yeah, I feel like those games are the ones that that like are the best in a way because they get love because someone's doing it for the love of the art as opposed to for a paycheck. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I typically um I like the uh, higher end uh, indie games just because they're usually cheap. Um, they are the epitome of what the big developers now used to be. They have that. It's like when the artist gets signed, you're like, damn, I miss their mixtapes. It's that kind of thing. Right, right. Um, that's how I feel, you know, and we just got done talking about, you know, the, the games like, uh, Assassin's Creed. Like, that's why we're so sick of it. Like it, you can tell it's a money grab now. It doesn't matter if the game is good or not. We're going to buy it and 
you didn't do anything to improve the game. Like, why am I buying this? And you just get mad at yourself for buying it, but you know that's it is what it is. You know, the name with um, the name is on it, so you yeah, need to have yeah, it. Yeah, it kind of sucks, but it is what it is. Using my fandom against me, man. That's how I'm starting to feel about Final Fantasy, little bastard. Stop taking my money, man. Damn. Right. Oh, yeah, they did sell you Final Fantasy 15 piece by piece. If you give me some good shit, like, you ain't got to take my money, nigga. Damn. I just said that That's shit last night about CD Projekt Red, about how much I love them fools for what they do and their pra- their business practices. Oh, my God. This dude is right in my face. But, yeah, how they, like... Uh, I don't know if anybody else besides me and Garcia here played um, The Witcher 3. Mm. But um, The Witcher 3, when it dropped, when it dropped, The Witcher 3 came out. And a week, every week for the first six weeks of release, CD Projekt Red dropped DLC for it. First of which was like uh, the cards for the minigame in the game. It's called Gwent. They was dropping a free deck of those, uh, just a free uh, specialty cards for those. Then they dropped new hairstyles and beard styles for Geralt. Uh, then they dropped a whole side quest, a whole live side quest. Then they dropped alternate outfits for all the females in the game. Then they dropped uh, new armor sets for Geralt. Guess how much that stuff cost? Not one dime. Damn, that's tight. Oh, I got blown up. That's the way to do it, Every, though, man. Yeah, like that's what I was telling y'all last night. Like, I don't know anything about Cyberpunk 2077 because they haven't said anything about it. But the second it goes up for pre-order, I'm out $60 because CD Projekt Red, I trust them with my money. You know what I'm saying? Like, because they, they really care about their product and like they're they care about the opinion of their customers, not their shareholders. And I, I got I got healthy respect for that. Yeah, me too. That's dope. That's oh, fucking amazing. Yeah. And then when they did drop on oh, then when they did drop the paid for DLC, but when they did when they did drop the DLC um that was paid for, it the first one added 13 hours to the game and like new and like uh a whole new story arc. And then the second one added 30 hours. 30 uh, that's some whole games that aren't that long that you pay a full 64 it added fucking 30 hours to the game Geralt had a new level cap and you had a whole new uh, set of skill trees where you could like combine his old skill trees to make new abilities mm, that's crazy that's a ton yeah, of man, content like, exactly got his ass Damn, we did that man uh, it was just us two left but sorry continue was it yeah <laughs> we let we laid him out. Pause. Um, but uh, but yeah, like I I was like I was blown away by how much uh, stuff they were just give not giving away, but you know like what I was getting for the the price. The asking price was well well within what what you were getting for it. Like it was under it. Like if they'd have charged me another forty fifty dollars for Blood and Wine DLC. It was worth it. <laughs> like right. new enemy types. It was a whole new environment. It was a whole new open world environment in that game. In that expansion. I like that. So it was. Uh, I like that. Yeah, That's it was, it, it, in was your fan base. That's investing in your fan base. Now, if you charge me something for the next game, I'm not gonna be mad because you gave right us so much in the last exactly. game. Mm-hmm. And I, that's, that was one of the things I'd be, I'd be harping on now when I'd be looking at these newer gaming companies or like not even newer gaming companies like Activision and Ubisoft when they nickel and dime us. I'm like, it's not necessary to make money. And a, a Polish developer has showed us that. 
<laughs> right. You have been exposed as just being money hungry, not like, well, we need to be able to feed our uh, feed our these these are uh, designed to feed their families, right? We need to make money. I respect that, and I understand that. But what is your excuse? What is CD Projekt Red's excuse? They're a smaller development team. Fine. They they it takes them a little bit a little bit longer to make games. It does. They can't churn them out every year. But we also have an American-made game maker that doesn't churn out a new IP every year by the name of Rockstar. <laughs> right. It's killing the game just because it's just good product, man, good content. Right. So, I mean, that that right there is why, like, when I see a new game, like, now I actually look at the brand like it's like it's clothes or something. Like, who made it? Yeah. <laughs> I'm oh, le- I'm leery. Ubisoft, I'm leery. It looks cool, but I'm leery. I gotta yeah. see some. I gotta see. Cause you go on YouTube and and like niggas be telling on people now. Like, yo, man, check how they trying to scam us today. Yo, right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. So, right. Like, you might as well not even try it these days, man. People are like on it. Like, yo, we just just yeah. want the game. Yeah, I just put a uh, <laughs> Fortnite video out talking about the whale sale technique that they did for that game and broke it all the way down. There's like a, a, a if you spent the $200 to buy the game, um, there's an there's a one-time offer that appears at checkout where you can add another $150 and get even more stuff, but the common person can't see it. So if you spend like $350 on the game, you can get like just a crazy amount of content, but you can't see the $350 range until you unlock the $200 range. It's weird. You only see it if you're balling out to begin with. Yeah, that's it's like, dirty. You like to ball out even more. Right? <laughs> yeah. Dirty. It's yes. called the whale sale I technique. Do. It's like, well, since you're here, there's this one-time offer. You can take it or leave it. And most people, the the idea is that people be like, oh man, well, I got to get it now because it's not going to come back up, and it's usually some exclusive shit. What would be better is if they just released all the different type of content that they're having that. And that 350 kit, and you can pick and choose what you want and spend how much money you want. Because now, in your attempt to try to get 350, you could be missing out on a lot of $15 sales of a particular item in that kit. So that's just my thought. I don't like that. I mean, that's creative, though. I mean, uh, am I mad at it? Not really. I mean, if you really want to spend that money, I think that option should be open to you. I don't think you should have to spend money to make progress on any game. Yeah, that's not what the game is for. I don't feel like it's not. We ain't at the casinos, you know. So I'm not paying to play this game. I'm playing this game, and if I really like it, I invest in it. You know what I'm saying? I'll, I'll get the expansions or the outfits or something. Like, I shouldn't have to do that shit to have fun. Like, what the fuck? That's, I feel like it's counterproductive. It's, I bought it to have fun, not to spend more money <laughs> to to have fun. I might as well go out, like or something, right? Or to a casino. It's not like it's not like this, like ga- a gambling type it's like thing. Gambling almost, yeah. Like, ugh. like for all this, we might as well just go to the fucking casino. You know what I mean? For sure. Or I'm or arcade or something. I'm paying to play this shit. Ew, but from my house though, like that's that's gross, man. It's <laughs> nasty, right? Here's a question for y'all, man. Do y'all miss arcades? No, you know, I just recently, I was just thinking. As soon as you said that last thing, oh, we just said that last thing. I was thinking about um, uh, Let It Die. Okay, this is a cool ass game, 
but it's super hard like Dark Souls. And it give you a certain amount of lives per day. And after that, you can buy more lives. Hell no. Don't ever do some crazy shit like that again. Cause I, it will work on somebody. What if that game was super fire, man? You know, you, it's going to gonna have people addicted to, to buying lives and stuff. I, oh, my God. And it already happens on a mobile platform. I don't think that should come to console. Like, yeah, yeah, that sounds dumb. I actually don't like that at all. I, <laughs> I bought the game, though. Like, don't. I, I, I gave you all the money. Right. What <laughs> is this? I got to buy more opportunities to play the game that I bought? Well, uh, Let It Die is a free-to-play game. It's a free-to-play game. That's how they, that's, that's how they get you. It's a free-to-play game, but you only get so many lives per day, and if you need, if you want more because you're legit making progress, but you're down on some dumb shit, you got to pay money to get more lives. Fuck yeah. Nope. I don't want to do that. Yeah. I deleted it off <laughs> when I realized it. I was like, ah, it was so cool, too. Oh, well, delete that. <laughs> <laughs> I am not getting... I am not getting sucked into this right now. Like, no, because I can see that happening. I'm finally make it past that boss or something and then get murked like right after or something like, oh, man, that was my last life. I need to go back. Right. I got to go back. <laughs> like, I'm coming out of pocket about it. Who the it. fuck did that? Sorry. Oh, in my face. I, somebody did to me and I tried to open it and you tried to open it. So we ended up closing it back. <laughs> closing door we ass niggas. <laughs> I hate them, man. Like, don't you realize like half this game is staying mobile? <laughs> All right.